Welcome to the Championship Sunday edition of Sunday Night Novi. Novi now, the Novi Share is a presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Tonight's share, prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shoftim. The series will focus on how Shmuel Novi, the author of the Book of Shoftim, sent us many messages for our time. This series is dedicated to Zecha Nishmas, Harav Yarachmiel, Ben Aromeir, Shama Shadhav, and Aliyah. I also want to um, say tonight's shir, um, my list of, um, of uh, people in need of Rafua Shlema is growing. Um, it's growing at an alarming rate. And um, I am very concerned. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this publicly. I think people are not being careful. And people are getting sick, although, although quite honestly, some of the people sick on, on my list are not COVID-related. Well, people are getting sick, are continuing to get sick. And, and unfortunately, uh, this need for a kiddish or a chalant or a, a party uh, or a vacation for that matter has, uh, has led to people getting sick. And we really need to be careful. Uh, we ask Kaddish Baruch Hu that if it's closer to learning, he should uh, not only uh, send the refuah, which seems to be out there already, but it should reach everybody and we, and we can move on from this. And, and that should be in the zechus of, of, of our learning. And, and, and I beg and I beseech people, whether you're here live with me tonight or you're listening on a podcast tomorrow, to be careful, to, to, to recognize that this is far from over, that you need to wear a mask if you go into a building, um, if you're in a shul, if you're in, in a place where there are other people. Uh, if you're not feeling well, you need to stay home um, and, and get tested. Make sure you don't have it. It's possible you could just have a cold. And that is very, very important. And I, 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 cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough that I am very concerned that, uh, again, my, my list of, of cholim are really growing. And I'm very concerned about that. So please, please let's 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 hope in this close to the learning that this could stop. Um, Shimshon is a um, somewhat of a. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to use the term vigilante, but but I do not mean it in a negative way at all. But he was. <laughs> And he did it, as we discussed last week, because he didn't want Am Yisrael to be accountable for his actions. So every act that he did um, was an act to help the Jewish people, but at the same time, not hold them accountable. Uh, now, we're going to see this week that that kind of, kind, kind of falls apart a little bit. But, but it's, clear, it's clear that that was intention. What's also clear was that he was a nightmare for the police team. Uh, um, they, they, how, how they didn't just walk away from the whole situation, I don't really know, but he was a nightmare for them. And, 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 and every goal that he set out to create, which is to create nightmare conditions for them, he did, he accomplished. And, 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 I, I, do, and I, I mentioned this last week, I do think that that led to their eventual uh, down, downfall. The parak that we're up to is Parak Tesvav. It's page 204 if you're in the art scroll. Um, if not, it's Parak Tesvav and Sefer Shoftim. 
Um, last week, we ended with a bad story, right? We ended, we, we discussed last week the story of the riddle that he made a deal with the Klishtim, that if they come up with the riddle, remember he saw the, the lion with the bee and the honey, and he, and he, and he gave them this whole riddle, uh, how, you know, that they should figure out the, this story. And obviously they couldn't figure out. And then they made his wife miserable and, and, and she told them. And, and, and anyway, then he got back at them and he went and he, 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 he terrorized and he killed a number of Plishtim and Ashkelon, took their garments and then gave it to, to those guys. At the end of the story, his father-in-law took his wife. Uh, I, I just want to point out, this is not Delilah. This is not Delilah that we always hear. So we're not, we're not up to her yet. Maybe... Uh, I think next week we'll get up to her. Um, this is not her. This is someone else. This is somebody else first. Um, we discussed last week, potentially they were Giora, that she was a Gioras. Uh, she was a convert. Uh, and her father-in-law takes her and mar- and gives her to somebody else. I mentioned last week that that's uh, similar to Paltiel ben Laish, who was given by uh, Michal Bashol. Was get what was it, Michal? Yeah, I think it was Michal. Bashol, um, and uh, after the story, after the story with when Shaul, you know, resented David and all that story over there. So uh, anyway, so that's what we're up to. So that 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 takes us to the uh, Parak Tesvav. So the end of the Parak, um, as I wrote down in my notes, was a story of betrayal. It was betrayal. He was betrayed. He was betrayed on many levels. He was betrayed by, by his wife, who, who, okay, maybe not her fault, um, was forced to get to reveal his secret. And he was betrayed by his father-in-law, uh, who put his wife in an adulterous relationship against his will. That's not something what, uh, that, that he wanted. Uh, and, and so he had this great sense of betrayal. It is this sense of betrayal that he uses against the Plishtim. Because now, now that they betrayed him, he, he's going to absolutely get back at him. And, and, and let's, let's see what happens. Pasigalov says, So anytime it says, um, it could mean a few days later, or it could mean a year later. The Mr. Datsion says, Could be a year later, it could be a few days later, a month later, weeks later. I mean, it means it means uh, a passage of time. We make it So um, it was during the uh, harvest harvest season. Okay. So it seems that he remembered his wife when he saw the uh, that apparently he brought her some gift that was related to uh, goats. And when he saw the goats, he remembered her. Okay? So uh, now it says, And he said to the to his father-in-law, Let me come to my wife um, in, in, the, uh, in, her, uh, in her room. Meaning, meaning he wanted to sleep with her. Um, as Mr. David, It's a play on the words from Asha's Potiphar, uh, where it says that you know, that she wanted Lishka, you know, uh, where she said, Ba Eli Lishkav Etzli, 
uh, almost liosi imi, right? Almost the same words uh, that the Mitzudat David is. He borrows from the story of Yosef and Aishas Potiphar. It is fascinating in general to note the language similarities that all throughout Tanakh uh, that are used uh, both both in the Tanakh itself. Uh, we spoke about Tim Nasa last week, as well as 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 in the Mefarshim. So anyway, so anyway, so that's what happened. So, so he came to her and so her father said, uh, I thought you hate her. So I gave her over to someone else. He said, Siddhartha David comments, when I saw that you were angry at her because she revealed your secret, I assume you were done with her. By the way, so there's, there's an important rule that comes out of this story. You're never allowed to fight in front of your parents or your in-laws. No. If you fight, because if you fight in, in, in front of your parents or your in-laws, you, there's, there's trouble. And, then, and, and, and you, might be, you might be three days past that fight, and they're still thinking about it. So never fight, never, ne- ne- never, never fight in front of your in-laws. <laughs> he said, here, look, you had a fight in front of me. I saw how angry you were with her, so I went and I took action. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, ah, that's a problem, that's a problem. He said, so, so, uh, so he said, so he said uh, you know, I don't know why you did that, right? So Vayomer Avia, Amor Amati Kisanos Nevet Nalamarecha, Halo Achosa Haketana Tovami Mena, Tina Lachatachta. He offered her si- younger sister, who said is even better than her, and you could have her in your place. Right. So, so that, that that that's just great. Um, uh, you know, there is a halacha that one is not in the time where polygamy was permitted. It is. Again, you're not allowed to marry two sisters. Um, so, so even even if he was interested in that idea, he, he couldn't because the halacha uh, says you can't marry two sisters. So uh, it's, it's a whole discussion with Yaakov and, uh, and Rachel and Leah and Bill and Zilpa. So, so the company line that we always answer that was before Matan Torah. And even though we say that the Ovos learned Torah, it doesn't mean they kept the whole Torah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a complicated discussion. But certainly, but certainly the answer by Yaakov was that it was before Mount Torah. Um, anyway, so he couldn't really, so it, it's interesting that he doesn't even respond to that. It's like, it's like listen to his response. Vayomer lehem Shimshon, nikisi apam mi plishtim. Shimshon says to them, if I take any action against you, that's all on you. You 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 can't you can't um, you can't blame me for anything. There's not there's nothing you could say. You you messed me up. You you uh, destroyed my life, quote unquote. If you make any any attempt to to do anything, and if I if I want to avenge myself upon you, I have every right to. And you don't have a right to say anything again. Again, it's important that we keep in mind this idea that Shimshon is acting, and that's what, as a vigilante, meaning that he's covering, he's covering his uh, his uh, higher uh, goal, 
Uh, in other words, in their eyes, uh, they look at him as a Meshiggah, uh, as a, a total nutcase that, that somehow came out of the Jewish people. But, but you and I know that, that he was acting, uh, um, he's acting up Yashem. But he does a tremendous, tremendous job on hiding it. Uh, it, it really, it's, it's one of the great stories in this Sefer, how he was able to do, uh, we're going to see later that it falls apart. But, but, but it took a while before they almost even, I'm not even sure if they ever caught on. We'll see the Pesukim soon. But it, it, it's amazing how he, he created this fear of, of himself. And 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 the Jewish people were completely off the hook. You know, you know, you think about you think about other people who weren't successful in that. Think about the story of Purim coming up to Purim. What 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 does what does Haman say? He says uh, um, at first, you know, uh, he wanted to take himself. Uh, he wanted to take his <laughs> anger out on Mordechai for not bowing to to him. And then he says, <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Mordecai didn't bow to him, and, and and he wanted to take it all out on the Jewish people. But that's but that's not the um, that Shimshon was heroic in the sense that all of this action he he does as a vigilante, and and, and he doesn't, and he's he's not, and there's no blame. Again, we're gonna it's gonna fall apart. But for a long time, he he acts. Without any any responsibility on the overhead, like 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 no one knows the overhead, no one knows that he's acting as a Moshiach Yisrael, and, and I, I, to me that's the most amazing part of this story. And and he says to them, he says, "You mess me up." He says, "Ki ose ani imam ra." I'm gonna get even with you, but I'm gonna. Now he makes it very clear, like he tells them, "You messed me up. I'm gonna mess you up. Don't leave my people out of this." This has nothing to do with my. This is bit. This 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 vendetta is between me and you, and, and that's what he says. And it's real. And I think really, it's an, it's one of the great parts of this story how he how he navigated that. Really, it goes to it goes to to his brilliance. Anyway, Vayelach Shemson Pasuk Dalit or Gimel Gimel or Dalit says it's Dalit. Vayelach Shemson Vayokot Shlosh Meoshualim. Okay, here's interesting. Here's interesting, uh, and uh, uh, I have to tell you, interesting Gemara. Um, he uh, I actually have three Gemaras. I want to tell you. He he goes and he ta- and he he somehow he catches uh, three hundred foxes. So the Ralbag points out that that in itself is an amazing story. That 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 reinforces our understanding of the story. That he's that 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 the hand of Hashem is involved, because how in the world was he able to? How 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 in the world was was he able to get together three hundred foxes? So he caught three hundred foxes, and what did he do? Vayikach lapidim, and he took torches. Vayifen zanav el zanav, and he connected tail to tail. Pashtus means he did it in pairs. So what, and, and what, what he did was he put torches in the foxes, tail to tail, and put one torch between each pair of tails in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold on, we're coming, we're coming to that. That's correct. Uh, anyway, so, Esther Radak. 
Lama Shualim. You know, what, what's the deal with foxes? So, so I, I want to read you the Gemara in Sota on Daf uh, Yud Amaral. Says, this is the Gemara in Sota. It says the following. It's a Radak's question. Radak is calling from the Gemara. Why did he choose foxes to be the vehicle to destroy the, the police team's crops? Foxes are cunning and difficult to apprehend. Why then did Shmuel choose to use these animals to spread the fire? He could have used a more simpler animal. Right? So it's a real good question. Maishna Shualim. So Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Nagdi, Amar Rabbi Bar Abba, Amar Shimshon, Yavo Misha Chozer La'achorav. Let the animal who retreats backwards, in other words, they'll see the, the fire between the tail and they're gonna, they'll move back. And that's exactly what he wanted it to do and then they'll spread out throughout, throughout the field. The Yipare Mish Plishtim Shechazru B'Shvuasan. Interesting, interesting. So, so there's a whole dimension here that the Radak points out that that by tying the tails of the foxes together, Shimshon hinted further that the Philistine had backed out of their oath. So, in other words, uh, when a fox is confronted, it does not turn around and run; rather, it backs away. So, so, so what happens with the fox is it backs away. Now, what is he talking about? They backed out. The Plishtim backed out of their oath. So that's an interesting story. So if you look back at the beginning, the first parak of Sefer Shoftim, something we did a long time ago. So there's a story, it says that, that Binyamin didn't capture Yerushalayim. There was a, uh, and I mentioned to you that Yerushalayim wasn't captured until the time of David Amel. Why? Because there was an agreement with the uh, Plishtim. And uh, the people that, that ruled Yerushalayim were descendants of Avimelech, the king of Plishtim. And, uh, and the deal that Avraham made, the tree that he made, the, the non-aggression pact was for children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And the people that would have been included in the deal were still alive at, uh, all these generations later. So, so there, was not, there was a non-aggression pact. The Plishtim, who are descendants of Avimelech, should never have touched the Jew. There was an agreement between the Jewish people and the Plishtim. So, so what, what, what Shimshon was saying to them is, I'm going to take the cunning fox who's, who's cunning in its way and, 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 and who would treat when, when confronted. So, and I'm going to tie, I'm going to tie a flame to them and then they're going to run uh, through, through the field. So, so the fox is a symbol of the breaking of the treaty of the Plishtim, and therefore the right of Shimshon, not just on a personal level to, to, to uh, bring retribution upon them on a personal level, which certainly was deserving, but, but, but as the Moshiach Yisrael, he was showing the Plishtim that you, that you people did not keep to your word. Our great, our great grandparents, Avram and Avimelech, you know, Avimelech came with his army, like El Fijol, Sard, Sevol, like, like he was so concerned that this treaty, that he was afraid that Avram wouldn't sign the treaty. And he was so concerned that this treaty should take place, that he came with the army. Guys, hello. What are you doing in our land? What are you doing uh, on top of us? We have an agreement. And, and, and Shimshon was saying to them, who could play at that game? You don't keep to your end? Well, well, yeah. Uh, it's interesting, the, the symbol of the fox. Uh, I, I want to just take a couple of minutes to talk about the fox. 
there are two places in Shas uh, where we talk about a fox. Probably more, but uh, you know, I don't know everything in Shas. But anyway, um, there's two famous places, I should say, in Shas where we talk about a fox. Both cases involve Rabbi Akiva. So, so let me tell you one story. It's a Gemara and Brochus on Daf Samachal from the base. Tana Rabbana. And, and, uh, and you'll see how the fox becomes the symbol of, uh, of doing the right thing. So one time the Romans decreed that we shouldn't be allowed to, to study Torah. Uh, the famous Papas Ben Yehuda came So Papas came and he, and he saw what was Rabbi Akiva doing? He was holding a sheer clothing. He, 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 the, the shul was packed, the base measures was packed. And they were learning. They didn't care what the what, what the Romans said. Uh, I'm a lay. So so he, Papa said to Rabbi Akiva, Akiva, are, are, are you really not afraid of the uh, of of the, of the Romans? I'm a low. He said to him, He said, I'm going to tell you a parable. Lishual to a fox, he said, the story is a fox was walking along the riverbank. And he saw fish were gathering from place to place and they were fleeing. It, they, they, it was clear the fish were running away from something. So the fox says to the fish, what are you running from? We're running from the fishermen's nets. We're trying to escape from the Amalahem. So the fox said to the fish, "Do you want to come on the land and live, you know, live, live with me? And and you can live in my uh, cave with me, and uh, we'll, we'll live together." Just as my ancestors, what well, with your ancestors? I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Anyway, I'm below. So, so the fish said, "You're supposed to be the smartest of all the animals." You're not clever, but you're a fool. If in the climate that sustains our life, we are afraid. How much more so um, in in the how much more so it, we're in a place where we're going to die? We shouldn't be afraid. So Rabbi Kiva said to him, if we're afraid to study Torah, where, where the, where the Pasuk says that's our life and our existence, how much more so are we in bigger trouble and in bigger uh, uh, danger if we stop le- learning Torah? So Rabbi Kiva used the fox uh, uh, to answer the fox was the symbol uh, of of a lack of understanding of 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 who we are, uh, and and to relate to relate it back to our story, the fox was was the symbol of betrayal. In the same way that in, in the same way in the in the marshal that Rabbi Kiva gives in the Gemara, fox is is a, is, a, is a symbol of betrayal. The fish are being betrayed uh, because the fish can't come and live with the fox. And what the fox was telling them was a total betrayal of their existence. And Rabbi Kiva said, "The Torah, which which, which is our which is our lifeline, 
if we if, if we betray that, like the fox wanted to betray the fish, then we're then, then you know then we're gonna go away. So 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 the symbol that Shimshon said to them was was the fo- use the fox as as a symbol because the fox is a symbol because of its sneakiness and its cleverness, a symbol of betrayal. And he was saying to them, "You have you have betrayed me. And everything that's about to happen to you, you have coming to you because you deserve it because you didn't keep you didn't keep to your your end of the deal." Uh, of course, the other Gemara uh, by the foxes, the famous, famous Gemara at the end of Masechus Makos, um, of Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Tarfon, uh, Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Lozim and Azariah, whoever was in that group, uh, were walking and, and they saw, uh, they, they came to Yerushalayim after, remember, this is a generation after the Chorban Besamikdash, after the Besamikdash was destroyed. And they saw They saw a fox coming out of the the place of the, the Holy of Holies, the place where the Kohen Gadol would enter on um, Yom Kippurim. And it says everybody cried, and Rabbi Akiva left. So, so, so the famous Gemara is that they said to Rabbi Akiva, "Why are you crying?" And, and he said to them, "Why?" I'm sorry, "Why are you laughing?" And 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 he turned to them and said, "Why are you crying?" He said, he said, he said, the place where it says in the Torah, Azar HaKarev Yumas, if somebody who's not a Kohen enters this place, he's subject to a heavenly uh, punishment of death. Now, now who's running through there? The foxes. How could we not cry? So Rabbi Kiva, who was the, was, was the, was the ultimate visionary of the Jewish people, he says, Lachein Anim He says, that's why I, that's why I laugh. He says, there was a Nevuah that says, uh, that, that Zion will be plowed over and utterly destroyed. There's another Nevoah that says, that says, um, uh, that one day or the, the elders and the children and everybody are going to return to the streets of Yerushalayim, uh, a, a, a partial vision that we've seen in our own day. Um, and and, and he, sa- he says, I wasn't, he says, I, I wasn't sure you know, if, if you know if the nevuah is going to come true, he said. When I saw the first nevuah come true, and, and it's an amazing insight that Rabbi Akiva had, uh, the same Rabbi Akiva, um, that when I saw the first nevuah, when I saw that the fox going out, that that the symbol that Yushalayim was destroyed, uh, I knew that the second nevuah is going to come true, and 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 in an incredible uh, uh, moment of inspiration, they turned to him and they said. Akiva Nihamtanu, Akiva Nihamtanu. He said, Rabbi Akiva, you have, you have brought us tremendous consolation. You have brought us tremendous comfort. So what's shot in the fox in this story? So, so, so I heard this vort. What's incredible, what, what's incredible about this vort is that I heard it in Yiddish uh, and, I, and I understood it. <laughs> That's what's incredible even about this vort. Uh, I heard this from the Belzadayan um, at the Siyam Ashas, not one, not one, two, but about three Siyamashasas ago. One, two, not the two in MetLife Stadium. Uh, not, not, not four Siyamashasas ago. Not the one in Madison Square Garden where I was sat on the floor, but when I was in the Nassau Coliseum. Anyway, the Belzadayan said, said, he quoted in the name of the Sam Sofer. He said, what was the symbol of the fox? He says, the fox, as I just represents betrayal. As we see, we see in the story in the Gemara, we see in the story of Shimshon. Shimshon used the fox as a symbol of betrayal. He says, he's, some cipher says that, that, that the, the fox represents the Yetzirah. The, 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 the fox represents all the evil inclination that, that brought about all the sins 
that brought about the destruction of the base of Mikdash. So Rabbi, so what did Rabbi Akiva see? It says, Shuel Yotzes, the base Kodashim. The Gemara says he saw the fox leaving, meaning he said, Aha, the fox is now leaving. That means the Averus are going away and, 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 and Shuva is coming. He said, now that I see that the fox is leaving, now I know that the Nevoah uh, of the return to Yerushalayim is imminent. It's going to come, it's going to happen. And, 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 and that was the symbol of the fox. Again, in the third instance, the fox is a symbol of, of betrayal. And, 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 and when, when he told that to his colleagues, they said, they said to him, we understand. Like we understand that that you, Rabbi Akiva, you know, I, I've heard I heard from Romeo Golvek. Romeo Golvek said, "Don't think for a minute that Rabbi Akiva didn't cry. Don't think that for a minute. It's not true." Of course, Rabbi Akiva uh, understood the terrible tsar of the Jewish people, and it was painful, and he cried, and he ultimately went to his death with that. But 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 there's but there's but there are different ways of crying. Rabbi Kiva's, Rabbi Kiva was a temporary cry. Like it was a cry that 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 there's service now, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, if, you, if Rabbi Kiva taught us that on Tisha B'Av we sit on the floor, but at midday we have to get off the floor because if we only sit on the floor, then, then we don't see the whole picture. Then we only see the Navua of destruction. Then we only see the fox as a symbol of betrayal that Hashem has, so to speak, betrayed us. Hashem has forsaken us. If we only see that, then we're in big trouble. And, 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 and Rabbi Kiva said on Tisha B'Av you get off the floor. Because you have to get off the floor because, because the fox leaving means that, that the damage is done and, and the destruction has happened. But now we got to go to the next level, which is to rebuild. And, and, and Rabbi Kiva saw in the fox leaving um, the betrayal that, 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 that we did to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kaviyochov he did to us um, is over. And the fox is leaving and, and now it's time to come home. And, and Rabbi Akiva said that we're going to come home. Od Yeshu Zakenim is Zakenos Bechovos Yerushalayim. Shimshon said that I'm going to show you the fox. The fox is 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 that is that you're not going to be here for the long picture. In the long picture, Am Yisrael is going to live in your cities. You're going to be out of here. You're going to be, uh, be right now for whatever reason. Hakadosh Baruch Hu was letting the plishtim uh, because the Jewish people weren't worthy of, of a Yeshua. But eventually, um, it's going to be over, and, and that—that's—and that's the symbol of, of of the fox in this story. It says, "Vayaver eish belapidim vayishalach on pasuke vayishalach bekamos plishtim vayivar migadish viad kama vakerenzai." So, so they, they really did a—they really did a nasty job. They they torch uh, the grain fields. They, they remember they retreated, so they came back around, and, and uh, they were moving all around, and they were in pairs, and, and and he let them loose, and it was wow. They 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 really did a <laughs> they burnt they burnt all the fields. Uh, it was a uh, it was really nasty. Anyway, vayomer plishtim. So listen to this. This to me is it basic. Vayomru plishtim miyasazos. So when they saw, they woke up in the morning and they saw the flames, they saw the wildfires, uh, uh, you know, uh, bur- burning out of control. So they said, who did this? Vayomru, Shimshon Chasana Timni. Shimshon, the son-in-law of the Timni. Ki because they took away his wife. and they gave it to, to one of his uh, friends. Vayalu, Plishtim, Vayisafu, Osa, Vesavia, Baish. Ha. So, so they, they they said, you know what we pay, you know what you guys cost us big time. 
And, and of course, you guys, because you guys cost us big time. Yeah, we're gonna burn. Yeah, we're gonna burn you down. And, and, and they they burnt them uh, alive. Really, not a very pleasant death. Um, now, Masudat David says they burnt him. Lefayes as Shimshon to 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 pacify him. Um, and uh, so so what does Shimshon say? Now remember. Now remember. Every act in this story, you have to look at as Shimshon looking for an in to get at them, right? That his entire goal and his entire existence to get back at them, at the Plishtim. So, so any chance he has, he jumps on it. <laughs> he says, So, Vayomer Lehem Shimshon, Imta Sun Kazos, if you had done this before, meaning, Ratzaloma says, Masudat David, had you done this earlier, had you stood up for me, then uh, then I would have uh, then I would have Radak says it clearer. The moment he took my wife away and gave her to, uh, and you guys would have protested and said, wait a second, that's terrible, and burn them down. Simpson said, I would have said, thank you. You know, you, uh, uh, you, know, you, you, you fought my battle for me. Uh, I would have said, thank you. Uh, but, but, the, but, but the Radak, the Radak continues. Shalom chashashta mitchila ad shabikashti ani dini michem lo echdalvan. That the only reason that you're doing it because because I'm uh, I'm angry at you because I because I told you that I'm angry because you didn't really care about me. You didn't you you weren't you weren't interested in protecting me. You weren't interested in protecting my interests. Now 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 that there's going to be a consequence to you. Oh, you woke up. He says, well, too late. Too, too late, you know. Life, life has consequences. Inaction. Therefore, I'm going to carry out one more act against you, and then I'll move on. Right? So he struck them calf upon upon thigh. So there's a there's a, a, a symbolism of that. Um, the symbolism is um, where did I see this? Uh, uh, they are idioms for riders and footmen. Rashi explains that a rider supports his weight with his calf, which is in the stirrups, while footman uses his entire leg for walking. So they were, they were so in other words, they were symbols of their uh, strength, and, and and he cut them down, and and he struck them, and it says Vayeshev is if Etam. And then, then he went to uh, sell a place called Sela Etam. Okay. So, so basically, so again, up until now, it's Shimshon versus the Plishtim. And, and again, I, I think the message of, of the last story is life has consequences. He said, you know, when you sit by quietly and you don't protest when something bad happens, so then it comes back on you. You know, you know, you know, you're 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 responsible for 
knows we're not just responsible. The Gemara says, Haroa Sota Bikilkula. We discussed this a little bit a couple of weeks ago. If you see a Sota, if you see a woman commit adultery, Yazirat's woman ayayin. He says he's supposed to react. He's supposed to become an Azir. He's supposed to say that, that, that the woman's act of adultery has diminished the Kedusha of the world. And I have to, I have to, uh, we discussed on Naziris is a redistribution of Kedusha. And I have to, and I have to bring that back. I, I, it, it's hidden from us. I got to bring it back out. You can't sit by and, and, and have, have missed justice. It's a problem with our world that, that, that too many people sit by. You know, people say things and nobody protests. And, well, we protest for the wrong things. It's a problem in our world. Then this nobody, believe me, he's talking to us. And he's, he's saying to us that, you know, look out at your world. You see a lot of, lot of, lot of terrible things. You know, you know nobody, nobody, nobody protects, nobody protests when there's anti-Semitism. Nobody cares, you know. And, and, then, and then, you know, eventually you look at some of the problems that they've had in Europe because, because everyone was, you know, anti-Israel, anti-Israel. You know, uh, we got to protect the Arabs, the Palestinians and all that. Well, well, well yeah, well, look at look, look, look what's happened in Europe. Uh, look at a disaster. How many, how many more uh, uh, cars or trucks have to drive into people? Or, or uh, yeah, yeah, there's consequences in the world. And and that's and, and that's what Shimshon told the police. He says he says if you would have reacted when you were supposed to, great. Then I would have said thank you. But now but now but now that you're upset because I'm upset, and it's too late. <laughs> too late. Anyway, uh, that's 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 certainly the message of this story. Anyway, okay, just uh, just quick. Vayalu plishtim vayachanu biyehuda vayinachu belechi. So now. So now, for the first time, the plishtim go after Shimshon, but they go after them through the Jewish people. Okay, so they come and they attack Yehuda. Now, now Vayomru ish Yehuda lama alisa malenu. So Yehuda said to them, "You know, what do you want from our lives? Like, what do we do?" Vayomru lasora Shimshon alinu. They said that that we come to imprison Shimshon. We want to do to him what he's done to us. Basically, they want to. Basically, they've judged him for Misa. Now, um, the question, uh, the question comes up in Halacha: What happens when the goyim surround the city and and you know and they say we want one person and we'll spare everybody else? So, are, are you allowed to give over that city? So, the Rambam and Hilchos Yisodei Torah. Um, Parakei Halachahe says the following: Nashim shamrulahem avdei kochavim tenulano achas mikan benitma osa veimlav nitmas kuchem yitamu kulam vayim sirulam nefesh achas miyisrael. If they surround the city and they say we want, uh, uh, we uh, you know one of the women is a beautiful woman and we want to you know we want her, and so you're not allowed to give her over. And they said, if not, we're gonna we're gonna take everyone, and we're gonna and we're gonna violate everyone. So so you're not allowed to give her over. They and and if the goyim surround the city and they say, it, it, we want one of the, one Jew, and if, if you send us that Jew, we'll spare you. But if not, we'll kill all of you. You're not. Um, and you're not you're not allowed to um, give them over. However, 
אם היה מחויב מיסו, כשבע בן בכרי, יתנו אוסלם. ואם אין אוכל מיסו, יהרגו כולם, וימצאו להם נפש אחת בישראל. However, if, if, um, if the person is חייב מיסו, in other words, the person is supposed to be put to death, so then, um, so then you're allowed to give him over, because he, cause he's, cause he, is, he has a, he has a death, uh, he has a death penalty on himself already. So it could be that Shimshon, uh, it could be that, that some people hold that if the Goyim have condemned him to death, that maybe they're allowed to give him over. So, so, that, so that, that's just a halachic challenge that takes place uh, in the story. Uh, let me just uh, read the story, and I, I think we'll help me, as I see it's getting late, uh, we'll, and we'll continue it next week. Anyway, So 3,000 men went to Shimshon. Why 3,000 men? So the Pashtus was that they thought that he's going to, uh, um, he's going to um, rebel. You know, he's not going to give himself over. He says, you know, the Plishtim rule over us. So I, what are you doing? Like, like all your vigilante activities is, is causing us problems. Um, he says they got what they deserve. <laughs> he said, he says, you know, you, you, you know, as they did to me, so I did to them. Was, they got what they deserve. But you know, so what is this reminiscent of? This is reminiscent of Shimon and Levi, right? After Shimon and Levi destroy Shechem, so yeah, so what, what does Yaakov say to them? Yeah, if you follow the Pesukim, Yaakov doesn't say to them that it was, that they that Shechem that didn't deserve what you did to them. He never says that to them. He says that he says that that I don't I'm not in charge of this land. I'm not the king over this land. And there are other nations that all are all around us. They're going to look at this and they're going to come and they're going to uh, attack us. Yaakovina says, I'm afraid that we're going to be destroyed. That's what he said to them. <laughs> you know, he didn't say that they were wrong. So Yehuda says that to Shimson. We're not saying you're wrong, but you put us in, you put us at risk. So they said we came to, to imprison you. to give you over to the Plishtim. So Shimson says, um, just make me one promise. Promise me that you're not going to, uh, you, that you won't harm me. That, just give me over to the Plishtim. Like, like don't, don't do, Mr. David says, he said to them, I'll give myself to you. He's I'm concerned that you're going to try to harm me. Just promise me, I'll give myself over, but just you, just leave me be. Give me get, just you hand me over to the to the police team. I don't need to tell you that Shim, Shimshon is plotting here. Uh, anyway, <laughs> So they said, no, don't worry. We're, we're just uh, we're concerned. We're concerned about our well-being, and uh, he, they said, He says the only thing that they they decreed upon us was to give you over to them. Um, so they used uh, uh, they bound it with two new ropes. Um, 
and, and they and they picked they they lifted him where where he was, and they gave him over to the police chief. Okay, I, I think we're going to stop here tonight because he's getting late, um, and we'll we'll pick up from what happens to to Shibshan with the police chief uh, next week, and we'll also get into we'll also get into next week uh, his meeting with the woman that's known as Delilah or Delilah in in, in the words of, of the Tanakh. And uh, I'm going to come to the end of the story of Shimshon either next week or or the week after. Um, there is a possibility that we might actually finish this safer before Pesach, and then we'll get into to safer. We'll continue the year. We'll get into safer Shmuel, which is an unbelievable safer to learn. Okay, um, thank you again. I, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you all for joining me on Sunday nights for making my least favorite day of the week tremendously meaningful. Um, it, it, you inspire me, uh, and 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 I really I really appreciate you guys coming on each and every Sunday night, and, and and just about all of you are here every Sunday night, and and I really really appreciate it. Um, you can tell people they can listen to on the podcast. Um, you could Google my name, Rabbi Alicia Weiss, on every possible podcast forum. I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google. I'm on Google Podcast. Uh, uh, or you could simply go to JewishPodcast.fm slash Rabbi Alicia Weiss, and you'll get uh, all my shiurim, um, and, and and you could pass them on or re-listen to them or whatever you want to do. Okay, everyone, please stay safe. If you're going on vacation, have a nice vacation. Uh, uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, next Sunday night. Um, take care.